welcome back. Hello, welcome back to Nintendo Nostalgia. I'll be your host today. My name is Chris Warren, and also joining me today, we have Ryan Black and Joshua Taylor. We are back, and we are playing with power. Guys, how are you? It's been so long. I'm doing just fine here. We are making it along anyway. Cool. Oh, great, man. Great. Yeah, it's been so long since we've done this. It feels right at home <laughs> to be talking to you guys. It's uh, it's it's very strange. I know it hasn't been that long, but it really does feel like it. But um, we knew that we had to do something for the Nintendo Direct that dropped yesterday. That was such a nice treat. I was not really expecting something to drop, but I'm so glad that it did. Uh, it just it really makes the fall season for me. You know, I, I'm like still basking in the post Nintendo Direct glow. Mm -hmm. um, so cool. I hope that you guys liked it, but we're going to jump in and kind of talk about all the different things that appeared in the direct. So I guess we'll get started. Um, so what I'm going to be doing today is, <clears throat> excuse me, and by the way, guys, my voice is a little bit raspy. I'm not exactly sure why it might just be like the change of seasons, but um, just bear with me. <laughs> um, so I'm using IGN's list of all the things that appeared in the Nintendo Direct. So I don't know if it was in order. I don't think that it is, but um, we'll just go with what they have because it seems pretty comprehensive. So the first thing on this list, guys, is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yeah, so I, I unfortunately I saw the um, the leak for this earlier in the day, so that kind of stinks. All the news sites were was, was uh, not hiding that very well, um, right there, front and center in the thumbnails and all of that. But I mean, anyway, I, the the reveal itself was I still think was really great. Um, I I like Kirby. It's not like my favorite series. I don't know if it's really like anybody's like top series. It's not one that like you know I don't think a lot of people get super excited for, but um, I was really happy to see that series finally go into 3D. I, th I think it was rumored back in like the GameCube days, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, or at least some people yeah. speculated that was going to happen. Maybe I can't remember the exacts, but um, I'm glad to see it finally happen. I, I, the 2D Kirby's are mostly pretty good. It's just they get a little samey, sort of. Yeah. And I, I'm just <laughs> happy to see them take that jump in a different direction. And I usually love 3D platformers anyway. And even the the art style on things seems a little bit different here, like the setting. Um, but at the same time, I was glad to see like some returning Kirby enemies, like in that 3D environment. I feel like I'm talking about like I'm saying things I should have said like in the 64 GameCube days, but um, mm -hmm. no, I'm I agree really with looking you. forward to that. This is probably one of my favorite things to see during this uh, direct. Yeah, it was a really unexpected surprise. Uh, Ryan, what are, what were your thoughts on the Kirby game? I'm really curious. Um, at first I was like, oh, it could be Splatoon, but it could be something completely different. Um, and so when I saw Kirby, I was still a little skeptical that it was an actual Kirby game. Um, I wasn't sure if it was just like Kirby and a cameo and something else or, or what have you. Um, and I know it's a little early for Sakurai to be working on a Kirby game uh, since he's still working on Smash, but he might have a little bit of extra time now that they're wrapping up that last fighter. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see if he's going to do anything with that, if it's his baby or if it's something that someone, another team's working on. Um, but it looked very basic um, as far as like gameplay wise, um, just hack and slash, like light, uh, definitely a kid's kids feel. But it looked like it also had some cool cutscenes and like boss fights and things. Uh, so that could be pretty cool. Um, and just like 
a fun adventure it, as long as it's long because Kirby Kirby games tend to be shorter like in in the history it's what it feels like to me anyway whenever I play them I'm like I'm done before I've really gotten into it um, mm-hmm. but I haven't really played anything since you know since before Robobot came out so I can't really say much on the newer stuff um, but that's kind of my feeling I've, I have low expectations for how well this is going to be or how well it's going to be received and how like challenging it's going to be for me as a gamer. Um, but I'm always like charmed by Kirby and it, it gave me oddly enough, like Sonic Adventure two battle vibes hmm. um, in, in some cases uh, running around and then also got kind of, um, <laughs> I don't know. It just, just that hack and slash feel too. Um, I was like, I, I could, I could play Kirby in, in a, a sort of a quote unquote open world like experience, kind of like Sonic Adventure and run through levels like that. That would be fun. Especially yeah. the power-ups. And at first they didn't show the power-ups. Um, and then they, they showed like the sword Kirby finally. And then I was like, okay, cool. So they've got some depth to it with power-ups and they could do some really cool things with that. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see where they go with it. And I think they have a potential to do a good job with it. Um, now, Chris, after you have said your piece about it, um, mm-hmm. I would like to circle back and talk about what the coming of a Kirby game like this to switch uh, signals usually in the history of, of Nintendo, but go ahead mm-hmm. and let us know what you think. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, and I think that the both of you guys really summed up a lot of my thoughts really well. I totally agree with the both of you. Um, for me, Kirby was one of my first games ever and really introduced me into video games. So obviously I've matured as a gamer and have really branched out into other types of games, but there's still always been a part of me that just really likes Kirby. It's kind of like chicken soup where you just every time you go back to it, it's just a delightful, fun experience and you don't have to think too hard it's not overly challenging it's just it's just fun you know um but you know it, it, these are games that are for a younger audience like when i was a kid when uh, kirby 64 came out and um it'll be really interesting to see how older gamers like us take to it and um uh, something that I love about the Kirby franchise is that it's so malleable. It's so able to be so many different things and still work out well. Uh, like with Kirby Canvas Curse, it's very different from a typical, uh, you know, two D Kirby game. And uh, you know, Mass Attack and uh, you know Kirby Air Ride, like all these different things. Kirby's so flexible in that way. And so I think it's really cool that they're again taking another chance with this series and bringing him into an open space. And like Josh said, this is something they've been experimenting with for a long time. And I kind of just assumed that this was something that they kind of gave up on. They kind of just figured he's just like a 2D character. So it's really cool that they seem to have found a pretty interesting formula and from what i've seen it it seems to be very um true to who kirby is and that they're using his abilities in pretty um interesting ways at least the concept but uh like you said ryan uh, it does seem a little easy so i don't really know if this will be a game for me but i will be really happy if at the very least, uh, there are some younger players who get a real kick out of this, and it allows them to really expand their horizons with gaming. So um, I, it was a really awesome surprise. I don't know if it'll be for me, but um, I'm really glad that it does exist. But um, I think this is a good time to get into the topic that you wanted to mention. Yeah, so usually when Nintendo releases a Kirby game this late in the cycle, it signals the end of a console. 
uh, the end of a generation. Um, and so I've been hearing that kind of buzzing about on Twitter and, and Facebook and things like that, uh, where they've been saying like, oh, well, this signals jokingly mostly, but, you know, this signals the end of the switch line. There's something new coming after that. And if you look at like the switches line, you'll see like you've got the standard switch, you've got an, an improved version with better battery, and then you've got the switch light. And now you've got the OLED coming out, which is kind of like the XL version of the handheld and things like that. And so like, are we going to see this this next iteration of Switch Switch 2 or Switch Pro or whatever you want to call it? And like, does Kirby really truly um, dismiss uh, or kind of uh, is the setting the sunset on the system? Um, and in this case, I'm, I'm pretty skeptical. But in the past, I've been skeptical when I've, I've seen a Kirby game and it still keeps going. You know, and, and then it just like maybe a couple months later, they announced a new thing. And so like a lot of people don't play. That's why I didn't play Robobot, because it was not too late um, in the 3DS's like cycle. Um, anyway, you kind of get what I'm trying to say here anyway. Um, do you yeah, have any absolutely. thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting because it's not really something that I thought about in the past until someone, you know, brought it to my attention. And it's pretty true for like every console that they've had, if you really think about <laughs> it. At the same time, though, the thing with Nintendo is that once you start to notice a pattern or think that you've picked up on a pattern, they just throw um, out the rule book and it yeah. totally <laughs> resets. So who knows? Um, if history tells us anything, yeah, that's right. The switch is on its way out. I mean, it's pretty clear. It's been out for like, what, five years now or so. So it's, you know, it's not a new console by any stretch, but we don't know how much longer they're going to be, um, uh, pushing this specific iteration. Um, I just wanted to say one quick thing about Robobot is, uh, like you said, Ryan, it came out at the end of the 3DS's life, and I wasn't really that into it because I'm just like, uh, eh, another 2D Kirby game, and like I'm kind of into other things at this point. But Robobot really surprised me and ended up being a really awesome game. I wasn't that impressed by the trailer initially, but it's a f probably, now that I think of it, one of the best Kirby games, if not the best. So um, I'm going to reserve judgment on this 3D Kirby game until it comes out because it, it really could surprise and delight us. Um, but going back to the end of the life cycle thing, uh, Josh, what are your thoughts? I'm not sure. I always just took that as a joke, to be honest. I've heard mm -hmm. it, um, but I, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. Um, I guess I don't have a whole lot to say on that aspect, except I will say with, with Robobot, I, I agree completely with Chris on that. It's possibly one of the best Kirby games, if you haven't played that yet. Yeah, and I was kind of expecting more Kirby stuff during um, this, you know, Switch generation. But um, at the same time, I have heard that uh, Star Allies has gotten pretty substantial updates over the past few years, or at least like post-launch, and that it's now a pretty good game. I know that when it came out, it wasn't, you know, people weren't too hot on it. But um, yeah, I'm... I'm just happy that they're doing this. It was, uh, I've said this a few times, it's very unexpected. I didn't see the leak, so um, I it was, it totally caught me off guard. But if they nail this, this is going to open up a whole new, you know, uh, branch of the Kirby franchise. And I, I really hope that they deliver. So, uh, yeah. Um, do you guys have any I other thoughts? Say, I know we're, we're trying to move on, but I will say um, mm -hmm. on, on the Switch also is Kirby Fighters 2, I think is the name of it. Oh yeah, and that's oh, yeah. a pretty good little game. Um, yes, Smash I think Bros. I got Light. 
Well, I, I might have got that from River UK, but I think it's like 20 bucks. But yeah, it's kind of like Smash Brothers, but um, I think it's pretty good fun if you haven't heard of it and you ever, you know, just have a little bit of a Kirby itch, but you want something a little different. It's, it's a pretty good time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Switch is one of the best consoles ever because there's something for everyone. And it's interesting because with Kirby, there's some type of Kirby game for everyone. If you like pinball, if you like platformers, if you like fighters, apparently, there's something for everyone. And I said this before, too. It's it's a franchise that is so important for younger players to introduce them to what a video game is and how you play it and um, just kind of like the language of a video game. Uh, that's definitely what it was for me. And so it's exciting to know that there are some players or soon-to-be players who are about to experience their first video game or Kirby game and have it spark something in their mind and be like, oh yeah, this is a really cool hobby and a cool medium. And it might even open up a path for some people to become developers eventually. So it's, it's a really important franchise in that way. It may not be the most exciting one for us more weathered players, but it's a very important franchise in Nintendo's um, lineup. So uh, always a good thing. Um, yeah, I think my kind of closing thoughts on this is not necessarily Kirby directly related, mm -hmm. um, but I do feel like the console itself, um, I think if anything, this kind of signals to me that if they when they finally do bring Metroid Prime 4, it's going to probably be on the next version of the Switch at this point. Like, I feel like if, if it truly is signaling the end of the Switch line, I would almost say that we're going to see Metroid Prime 4 in the next iteration. And maybe it'll be like a Zelda thing where it bridges the gap between the two. It's on both, but uh, you get the better experience on the more powerful console. But um, I think that if, if Kirby really is a signal of things starting to wind down for the system and then moving on to the next iteration, um, that's probably what it spells out. Um, but who knows? We just heard about Bayonetta 3, which is the one that is a, a bit uh, ghosted for the longest time. So at least we got some news on that. But more on that later. <laughs> right, yeah. No, that's a good point. I, I don't think about Metroid Prime 4 because the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, uh, you know, so anxious uh, that it's not here and it probably won't be for a while. So it's just like I'm trying to distract myself by not thinking about it. But I think that something that Nintendo is beginning to learn is that when they have a new console launch, it is so imperative that they have a key launch game that is just a hit with everyone. And so we saw that with the Wii, we saw that with the N64, uh, Super Nintendo, and the Switch with Breath of the Wild. And I think you, that... And you Nintendo Wii, Land. Oh, I do not count Nintendo okay. Land. Do okay. you count Nintendo Land? I don't know. It, was, it had a lot of stuff for a lot of people. So. Well, I, I'm talking about like a major adventure game that okay. translated into pretty good sales. Um, okay. I still okay. to this day can't understand why the N64 wasn't even more of a uh, wasn't a better seller than it was because I always thought it sold quite well. But anyway, um, I think that one of the key um, features if you will of the switch is that it was launched with breath of the wild one of the best games of all time and so i think that they're learning from that and that you have a point in that it could branch the two generations and could be the key uh, launch title for the switch too because they 
they need to have something for that. And I, you know, it could be Metroid Prime. It could even be uh, Breath of the Wild 2 or maybe even Odyssey, uh, Mario Odyssey 2 or something related to that. So, um, yeah, you might be onto something, Ryan. I hope that it does make it to this generation switch, but at the same time, I won't be too mad if they enhance it for the next generation too. So, um, yeah, something to keep an eye out for. Um, uh, Josh, did you have any thoughts on that? Nah, I don't okay. think so from that point. Okay, um, cool. So we'll move on to the next thing. Um, again, I don't know if this was in order uh, when it was announced, but the next thing on this list at least is um, the Switch Online is going to be branching out with something called the Expansion Pack, which includes, <laughs> finally, Nintendo 64 games and, ooh, excuse me, and very unexpectedly, Sega Genesis games, which I never <laughs> even thought about. So that was really, really cool. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts on that? All right. Well, on the N64 stuff, I mean, I won't get into it too much, but it is about darn time. Like the Wii had <laughs> N64 games in 2006, like when it started up. But besides all that, <laughs> one thing I was I was very particularly glad to see that you probably already know Um was that the whole time it was showing like the list of games for the N64. Um, most of the usuals popped up, which I love. And N64 might be my favorite console. It's one of them. Um, but I was looking for Rare games because Rare then, that was when Rare was like super good with Nintendo. And they made a lot of the best N64 games. Um, and there for a while, it, I didn't see any of them. But thankfully, one of the last things shown when they were like scrolling across some upcoming games was Banjo-Kazooie. So thank goodness that's there, and I hope that is a sign of more to come, like Diddy Kong Racing or whatever may come after that. Um, besides that, um, I'm very happy to possibly be able to play online N64 games. I don't feel like anybody ever really cares to play the NES and the Super Nintendo ones for whatever reason, but I feel like with the N64, that might be a little bit different. I would like to think so anyway. Um, I just feel like it's particularly really good multiplayer console, so I think it could fit that really well. Um, for the Genesis, I like the Sega Genesis, and I, you know I'm a Sonic fan and all of that. I just feel like I've had so much access to those already across like everything, <laughs> including the Switch, which I have the Genesis collection on, and I have like the arcade, not arcade archives, whatever it's called, something of Sonic 2. Basically, I already have Sonic 2 twice on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's going to be on this so it, i'm not like as excited for that just because i feel like i've gotten all those in a lot of different forms even outside of the switch um but it, it could still be cool especially with online multiplayer mm -hmm. um the the only other thing i guess to add to that is the controllers i, I never really felt the need with the nest and the super nintendo ones as neat as they are to buy the wireless controllers just since like the d-pad and the buttons on the pro controller or the the uh joy cons are, are just fine like they're simple controllers there's not much to them um i will say with the n64 that makes that a lot more tempting with the c buttons because if you've ever played like any of the 64 games on the wii u um or even really with the classic controller on the wii it just doesn't quite feel the same mostly because of the c buttons um and and even the That's Z button point. where it's where the Z buttons is just like you know not in the same place. It feels a little awkward, but 
$150 is kind of a lot, especially for the Sega Genesis one, which I don't really need. But think about, like, if, if you wanted all four controllers, you know, four-player with the N64 controllers, that would be $200. So I just, I'm trying to talk myself out of it and just deal with what I have. It's neat that it's there. I just think the price is a little high. I feel like I say that about a lot of things, but especially that Genesis one for whoever wants those. $50 is kind of a lot. But anyhow, what do you all think? Yeah, no, you, you brought up a lot of really great points. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? I mean, I'm in on the controllers for sure. Uh, that 64 controller especially, but I, do, I don't want to miss out on a Nintendo-branded Sega Genesis controller. <laughs> um that's that's historical um i do want to add that i do want to add that i thought that was hilarious i never thought of that that's a great point yeah that's so weird that's kind of like mm -hmm. i just watched console wars on uh, hbo max yesterday (laughs) before the direct and it it was just really ironic that later that day I, i got to see a nintendo brand sega genesis controller like i kind of want that just to have it in the box yeah, it's so weird. It's kind of like seeing the <laughs> Banjo Kazooie amiibo, like seeing a Microsoft Nintendo product. It's just so yeah. odd. It's strange. Definitely cool. Um, price point, they haven't really announced anything for the online stuff. Um, expansion pack is, is funny because they had the expansion pack for 64, and I thought that was a fun parallel with the the red. Yeah, very, very clever. Um, and then. Um, one my, my biggest question, I know they didn't really talk about too much about what was all included as far as like what you're getting upgraded with, um, besides just the 64 and the Genesis and stuff like that. Um, I want to know how this carries over to my family plan, if I can get that with my family plan, or if they're trying to phase out the family plan and have individuals. I'm a little worried about that. Um, but or if I can have upgrade each individual person, keep the family plan, but have like certain ones on the plus and certain other ones not on the plus. That would be fun too. Um, I'm not, I'm not like hurting if I have to like put out more money for my family plan to do the plus for everybody. That's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, but I'm a little nervous about that. Um, but the offerings they showed were great. Um, I was, you know, my mind was kind of blown by the fact that Genesis was a part of the online Nintendo online stuff. Um, but I like the titles they showed there, especially Echo. I may actually finally get around to playing Echo. Um, I love Tides of Time, the second one. Absolutely. I never played Echo Jr. either. Um, but this first one, um, I'm interested in it for sure. Um, uh, it's probably the, they didn't, they showed Mean Bean Machine, but they didn't show Sonic Spinball. So, um, which is fine. I've played all of, all of pretty much those titles, um, I don't know if there's anything that jumped out at me that I absolutely had to play other than Echo. Um, so it may be something that may not get as much love as the 64 library, but uh, um, I like the offers they showed and the possibilities of what's to come. Um, you know, the fact that Banjo uh, opens the door for possibilities for Diddy Kong Racing, um, which means multiplayer online Diddy Kong Racing, which would be great. Um, I get to finally experience Star Fox 64's multiplayer, which I've never been able to do. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, and I know probably there's a chance of like a Donkey Kong 64 to come out someday, um, and with its own stuff like multiplayer and things like that. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but it's nice that that has that opens the door for that, and also that also means that it opens up to more consoles. Uh, so potentially GameCube could come down the line someday. Um, we could be seeing a Dreamcast coming, like a Dreamcast uh, online 
uh, which would be insane. <laughs> Definitely uh, crazy to think. Like, um, there'd even be some crossover if it was like GameCube, because you'd have like Sonic Adventure, but then you'd have like, would it be on GameCube or would it be on Dreamcast if they did something like that? But just kind of like thinking, oh, like, yeah. what other consoles could we have? Like, and we'll never see like PlayStation come over to the Nintendo or anything like that. But it's cool to see like an older, older generation that was a part of the wars just be a potential player in, in this whole thing. Um, are we going to see the, what are they, um, the Neo Geo or the Turbo graphics stuff? Like, you know, have its own dedicated thing on the console. It just kind of opens the door for what could happen. Um, if this console continues, I mean, it is basically a paid version, uh, uh, Netflix uh, going forward of of their libraries instead of the the whole like you own the game, you know, digitally with the virtual console. It's just you get all these games on this library if you subscribe, which is cool. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm still like processing my thoughts on it because it was an announcement I just never really saw coming. And it's something that we've been wanting for so long and to finally be at this point is just uh, it's really interesting. Um, I mean, you guys brought up a lot of points that um, I, I definitely also share with you, but um, it was really interesting, especially for me, that Banjo-Kazooie is going to be a launch game on this N64. So on this N64 oh. service, it's really interesting. Uh, unless I'm wrong. Launch window. Launch it, window. It's, it's the next think... one that's it's the next batch that's planned to be included mm -hmm. in the future. Okay. So, I mean, I guess I'll just revise my thoughts and just say that it is still surprising that Banjo-Kazooie, of all games, is going to be a launch window game for this service, which is right. crazy, as we all know, you know, Microsoft mm -hmm. owns it. But it's something that I've been curious about ever since Banjo-Kazooie was announced for Smash is... Mm -hmm. What is this going to promote? Because usually a Smash character is there to promote some type of future appearance in something, whether it's mm -hmm. a new game, if it were like Banjo-Kazooie 3, or uh, like a remastered version of Banjo-Kazooie on Switch, or something like that. And so I was curious to see what form it would take with that series. And so now we have our answer, at least for now. And um, it's interesting. I, I, I'm. It's not like what I would prefer um for banjo kazooie on the switch but at the same time it's still something and mm -hmm. quite frankly i did not even expect something like this to ever happen again um the yeah. relationship with microsoft has gotten a little odd because i understand that microsoft uh, i'm sorry xbox owners are a little sour about this special treatment that switch owners have been getting lately so they're kind of like dialing back these you know special releases like ori and cuphead and stuff like that so at least we still have some type of thing going between those two companies and that's really important and um to be honest one of the best things that I have ever seen announced on any Nintendo Direct is the fact that I will be able to play my favorite N64 game mm -hmm. any way that I want. Mm -hmm. I have always wanted to play Banjo-Kazooie on the go wherever I want, and I just never thought that would be possible. And <laughs> here I am today talking about how that is now a reality. It's just unreal talking about this living in the future like that, you know? Not um, only that. So, mm -hmm. Not only that, but you're playing it on a traditional N64 controller. True. If I get it, it I don't know if I will. The way it was intended, uh, you have that potential, uh, which is cool. Um, right. So that does. Let me, let's let's ask the question here: Does this open the door 
or at least uh, push it open just a little bit, maybe even a crack to the possibility of having online multiplayer sessions, playing with your friends, Nintendo Switch Online to GoldenEye 64. Oh, that's a great point. Um, I'm, I mean, it definitely opens the door for it. Will it ever go through that door? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know who owns that license. I don't even think they do. I don't know if they even care to even find out who does have it, you know, um, I, that would be a huge get for them. But I, my thought is that they probably don't think it's worth jumping through all these hoops for a game that would be like kind of meme worthy for like a day. And then people might drop off off of it from like after like a month or so, you know, it would be like a trendy little thing for like a month. So um, I hope they do it. That would be awesome. But at the same time, is it really worth seeking uh, the rights to these things and getting that going? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, some other thoughts that I have um, is, you know, like Josh said, we've played these Sega Genesis games over and over and over again. And each time that they re-release these things, it's great. So I want to be more excited, but having these games that we already oftentimes own in the form of a subscription is a little odd to me. Um, I'm really happy that <clears throat> these games are there in some form, um, but I'm uncomfortable with my favorite games and these great games being behind a monthly paywall um, or a subscription. So it's, I, I, it's something that I'm still coming to terms with. I just really value ownership. And um, when I play a game, I want it to be attached to like, I don't know, I, I want to own it, and I, I don't want my save file to be attached to something that's temporary, you know? Hopefully that makes sense. I want it, I want mm -hmm. it to be something I can go back to in 15 years. Right. And, you know, sort of be building that library. Like, it, you know, I can go back and plug in my N64, or even my Wii U, which isn't as old, granted. But, the you know, the virtual console games I bought on there are, are still there. If we want to play Mario Party 2. I can hook up that if I want instead of my 64. I mean, you know, for whatever reason. But yeah, I, I like having that there. Where with this, which they haven't removed any games yet. I don't know if that's a plan. Like, you know, like Netflix would remove movies. Oh, but if yeah. you quit, if, you, if you're not paying that monthly, you know, in 20 years, that's not a service. Are they just going to cut that completely off? Are they just not going to be playable anymore? Right. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I probably, uh, I know one thing is that with Apple Music is if you don't pay your subscription again after three months of canceling your service, your entire thing gets wiped. And that's just something that's a little unnerving for me. So um, just, you know, it, we're moving into a new era and it is inevitable that this is going to be the norm. But at the same time, I'm still coming to terms with that after us being, I don't know, quote unquote, spoiled from owning all these things and having these games forever you know i'm coming from a collector's attitude to this um this new era where we have access to all these different games for a cheap price but we don't own them and so it's just yeah. uh, something different for me um but something that josh touched up on is and maybe even you too ryan is that uh now that we have these rare games um, available for this N64, yeah, this N64 service, and yeah, you did touch on touch up on this, Ryan. Um, 
that'll open up the door for all these other um, uh, rare games. So I'm curious to see what the rollout on that will be. Like, are we going to get Conker's Bad Fur Day and mm -hmm. stuff like that? So um, it is very exciting. And I do definitely anticipate Turbo Graphics 16 games, which, you know, people really need to play those games. Uh, it, it's really awesome. But, um, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, this was this like N64 mini uh, that a lot of people were talking about, you know, months and years ago. Something that really complicated those discussions is the fact that Rare owns all these titles. But now we have our answer that Microsoft is willing to um, be accommodating so that mm -hmm. that's kind of a relief um it's like it's guys... old enough that they're not too attached to it and it's not super successful in their platform so why not let let nintendo use that um and and you know eventually they're going to build that they're cross-pollinating they're building that fan base and nostalgia potentially for new people playing banjo they like it to when they're ready they can bring banjo back in a big way on their platform and maybe bring some more people over to microsoft in that process absolutely so. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good way of putting it. Yep. So it's a win-win situation. But going back to what Josh was saying, if Microsoft gets really successful, they could at any point just take away Banjo-Kazooie's rights from Nintendo, and then we won't have access to it on this virtual console thing. So that's something that does worry me. Um, you know, I want Microsoft to do well, but I don't want them to be uh, a little greedy with their uh, franchises, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, what are you willing to pay for this extra service? Because I I don't think I could do this uh, yearly, you know, if it's too much of a big price. I'm willing to add on like an extra 10, maybe 15 bucks a year for my service. But any more than that, I think I'm out. What about you guys? Uh, I was going to say something similar. Maybe uh, I was going to say, honestly, like uh, five to ten dollars, maybe. But. I mean, I can't really complain too much about the price anyhow for for paying yearly. And I'm, I am part of a family plan with a couple of friends and my own family. So it really doesn't cost that much. So I, I, I can't complain too much about an extra 10 bucks a year. So um, I'm just, I don't know if I have that much faith in them. <laughs> I'm kind of worried it's going to be substantially more than that. I could be wrong. Um, right. But also if if we're paying, especially if it's a decent amount more, I, they didn't say anything about this, but I would hope they would actually put that into making their online services better. Because yeah, a lot of these games lag. Like Mario yeah. Maker Two, I love that game. It's almost impossible to play online because it just it's it's awful. With really, the lag. <laughs> the, oh, the wow. lag was really bad on that one. And you have to, there's precision platforming in that game. Um, and and Smash, I don't really play random people in Smash Brothers. I love the game, but. I get my butt kicked a lot online, but right. <laughs> that one's pretty bad with it. Um, right. I just, I would hope that if you, they want us to pay more money, that they would make that the online capabilities a little better in some yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, if they're going to increase the price, it better translate to better online play. But quite frankly, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be the same, um, and it'll just be a slow rollout over the years of it getting slightly better. And I think it just this price is just to pay for the cost of these new added games. Okay. But um, one thing that worries me is that with the NES and SNES game releases, you know, when those were announced, it was like, oh, cool, we're going to get all these games and they're going to add more every month or so. 
and that died down so Ugh. quickly so it's like <laughs> i don't want this to be another tease like that i'm very excited no. for the titles that they've launched but i don't want to get my hopes up about all these other potential games if they're just going to drag it on for years and years to come like it's, uh, it's so frustrating it, it could be it could be three four months from now before we would get well whenever it starts i guess in october before right. we would even get like f0 x that they showed off right exactly. that's it that, mm -hmm. that's it they drop that one super nintendo game that nobody remembers <laughs> yes yeah, seriously. then they wait another three or four months until the next drop so it very well could be that yeah and then maybe we won't get anything for a year and we'll just get like earthworm gym 64 or some other game that like no one cares <laughs> that much about Glover. But, yeah. right well glover's good but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's ryan what are your thoughts um i think I'm, I'm willing to pay like 50 or 60 a year of Oof. a family plan Oh, okay. the family plan. The family plan. Yeah. Um, I was like, "Whoa, I'm mama!" <laughs> absolutely cool with that. Um, up up to a point, as long as they do fix the online. But I am of the mind that because the dock has an update feature with the new OLED, and they can update the land port, I'm thinking that that might help um, in some way with their infrastructure, um, with online play. And I don't know what exactly updating that would do, um, but. I, I would imagine that if you're play, playing hardlined in, like maybe there's something that could help with the online experience with that. Uh, but again, you have to get the hardware and upgrade to that to really get that experience. But at the same time, like who knows if that even affects it, but I'd like to see their infrastructure right. fixed. And Honestly, everyone, it, it does need to be fixed. Everyone that's playing the game has to have that upgrade. Like if one person, the way it works, I don't completely understand how it works, but I think it's peer-to-peer, -peer, or is it not peer-to-peer? -peer? Anyway. It depends I, the on the way, game. Fighting games are peer-to-peer, -peer, for sure. Okay. The okay. way I understand it is, like, if one person, you know, has lag, everybody's screwed. That mm. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Not that'll be interesting. <laughs> okay, gotcha. You see, I don't even know any of this stuff, so that's good to know. Um, but I will say, you know, just to wrap up this... Uh, uh, switch online thing i'm pretty pleased with the games that they do have announced um one that i've never heard of is winback do you guys know anything about winback i'm curious about that yeah you know, I, don't I, I took it as oh there's the random weird one that nobody played <laughs> right I, I mean i could be wrong it, it could be a hidden gem for all i know i'll, I'll play it i'll give it a shot yeah i I'm want tonic trouble it. yes that, well, well tonic trouble to come nice to, you know Tonic so Trouble random. is basically like the first draft of Rayman 2. So yeah. I would say just play yeah. Rayman 2. <laughs> but um, I mean, I'm so happy that they're continuing to re-release Sin and Punishment. I can't say enough good things about that game. And I think it more people need to play it. <gasps> Ryan, how dare you? Ryan just shook his head. I hate you. <laughs> it was, I, I played fun. it on the Wii and it was, it was all right. But it was well, That's short, the sequel. So. Right? Oh, was it this? Was it the sequel? I played the Virtual too. Console version, whichever. Oh, I'm sorry. You're thinking of the Virtual Console. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I played the first one. I didn't play the second one, but you know, okay. I, it was it was short, and that was my big complaint with it was it didn't last long enough for me to really enjoy it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll say I enjoy it. I think it's fun. The story was weird as heck, and not right, <laughs> especially by the end. I was like, I, I don't, I don't know what the heck is happening, and I'm right. is this is this 
I don't, is this, I, I don't even know if this is child friendly. I don't, I don't know what this is, <laughs> but the game's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say it's interesting because I, I did have it on the Wii uh, virtual console. I didn't play it that much just because, like, the classic controller that they had was really uncomfortable. That, like, mm-hmm. you know, that soap bar kind of thing. But when <laughs> I played it, right? <laughs> but, um, I did rebuy it on the Wii U and it plays so much better on the gamepad, surprisingly. And, you know, I've had a whole episode on how I feel about the gamepad, but I will say, you know, for Sin and Punishment, if you like remap the controls, it plays so well. So I do recommend that for uh, anyone who's curious about the game. I think it's still available. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, One great thing about the Wii U virtual console, at least. and uh, I will say the Sega Genesis lineup is excellent. Like Castlevania Bloodlines. Yes, Contra I forgot Hardcore, about that. Right? And Gunstar Heroes. And I will say one game I really am just, I was baffled by when they announced this. Musha. I feel like nobody knows Musha. And you, everyone has every right to, uh, you know, to not know about this game but i remember when the wii virtual console was shutting down i did all my research on all these different games to make sure that i spent my final points wisely and when i looked up musha i was like okay this is going to be my final game and i am so happy that i spent the money on musha it is a phenomenal uh top down shoot 'em up uh whatever the word is i guess shoot em up, shmup, right? shmup. yes shmup. Uh, it is amazing. The soundtrack is incredible. The graphics are incredible. So when that comes out, please try Musha. M-U-S-H-A. So good. Yep. Um, cool. So I guess we'll move on to the next thing. Um, okay. So the next thing is Bayonetta 3. I know Josh has a lot of really positive things to say about <laughs> this game. So we'll start with Josh. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think of what to say. Like. I- I'll just Why don't say, I go first, and then you can, have, well, and then you can contradict what I say. Mine will be short. Mine will be short. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sure. I, I, actually, be. <laughs> I actually have tried the first game on Game Pass a little while back. Okay. Um, it was okay. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know exactly what it is, so don't ask. For some reason, the character herself irritates me. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just, I, I don't know if it's because she's. I won't even get into it. She's just she's very expressive. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I'm not a fan. Maybe it's her attitude or something just kind of irks me. Mm. <laughs> and I, really looking at the games themselves like that. I, I, I mean, I understand like if you do like it, but some of the art style and things just I, it's not catching me. I don't know how mm. else to explain it. I don't even know if I can fully understand why I just it wasn't really my thing, I guess. So, okay. I'm not a big, and I don't even mean this against anybody who are fans of them or that team themselves. I'm, I don't seem to be much of a fan of Atlas. But it's not Atlas, though. They're not Atlas. I'm sorry. Um, platinum? platinum game. Wait, really? You're not a Platinum Games fan? It, it's hit that. and miss. It's very hit and miss with them for me. It's it's okay. not one of my favorites. Some there are some things they've worked on that I really do like. But like I mean, you don't like Star Fox Zero? No, I'm kidding. No. Oh my! Who's <laughs> no, gonna answer that Sorry, seriously? I'm be the weird one here because I actually kind of like that game. Oh wow! Okay, I'm I mean it's, it's fine. backwards with their games. But <laughs> I'm I not won't argue with that. Great. 
<laughs> Before I make it any worse. <laughs> well, What's so what do you let, let's let's take like the themes and the art style and and all that stuff. Let's take that out of it. What did you think of the gameplay of the Bayonetta games? Or at least the first one that you played. The, the just the the very little bit I played was was pretty interesting. Um, okay, I, I'm trying to detach myself from. I, I feel like part of what I just sort of stopped playing and moved on to something else. There wasn't really a big reason. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of it was maybe honestly just kind of the setting felt kind of like samey. Okay, I was getting kind of bored. I don't. I, okay. I don't know. I I, I kind of get why you would like it, but. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something not clicking. I hope everyone can hear how Josh and I try very hard to be respectful to each other when we disagree <laughs> strongly well, I, on something. I, I do. I, do. I, I respect. <laughs> I, there are things we all disagree on, and I respect everybody here on that. <laughs> I, also, I appreciate you, Josh. You know that. that. We'll come across wrong. no no i i i honestly do understand um your perspective on it so um it's you know when it comes to games or just even things in general uh that you that that we like and don't like we shouldn't really have to justify it and really explain ourselves sometimes we just like something sometimes we just don't like something that's totally okay um when it comes to bayonetta i absolutely love the first and second game they are just visually stunning to me. I had a friend over who doesn't even like video games, and she thought I was like watching a movie. She couldn't believe it was a video game. Um, and uh, the 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 gameplay is really awesome. It's an action game, as many of us know, and it's just so over the top and crazy that it's like part serious but part funny. It doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's just so weird and wild, and I love it for that reason. Uh, the character is just very sassy and um, expressive, like I said. I guess if we could put it that way, and um, I just find that very... I don't know, I guess entertaining and kind of, uh, I don't know, interesting and cool and, I don't know, brave in a way, because it is like a Nintendo franchise in a way. So I just think it's interesting and and different and rebellious, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, When it comes to the art style, um, I can understand what you mean by that, Josh, because at first I was just like, oh, this is a little too, like, anime for me. You know, it's like, it's these character designs that are these tropes that I already understand, but they have this weird twist on them, like with these weird faces and body parts in different places that we're not really used to. But at the same time, there's just something really charming and endearing about that to me. So it for me, Bayonetta is a mix of like what's what I'm comfortable with and what is new to me and what will help me branch out and try new things. Um, Josh and I have established... It's- I hope you don't mind me uh, calling you out on this, Josh, but Josh and I have a hard time understanding anime. <laughs> We're not the biggest anime fans. I hope you don't mind me sharing that, Josh. Um, it's the... It's the tropes. Mm-hmm. It's I won't get yeah. into that. That's a whole other conversation. Some things I can get. Sure. Long story. I, I kind of joke about it and be a little extra harsh for fun. But um, yeah, like with Bayonetta, it's maybe some of it's that over the topness for me. Mm. Like I can handle some like extreme, just kind of nonsensical chaos, whatever. I like I like Doom. I, I find fun in those games, especially the newer ones. Yeah. But Bayonetta is like a different style and just. <laughs> 
it's quite it sure is <laughs> yeah i think I it's i don't know how to explain it i think it's the personality that she adds to it which really changes things up and it's it's hit or miss it's either you like it or you don't for me i like it and i can understand if you don't and if it doesn't you know mess with you that's totally okay nothing to be ashamed of at all but um i just find it to be a very interesting franchise that i'm surprised is getting a third iteration um i think that the game uh you know it didn't look too great in the graphics department i think that what they have there they have a great foundation um and you know they just have to like refine some textures and stuff like that but the monsters mechanic that they showed off where you have like control of these beasts i thought that was so cool um because in the other games like you have those as like little appearances and cameos and you just like summon something really quickly but you don't have control over them here you have control over them and it kind of harkens back to like when i was a little kid and loved like power rangers and all that kind of crap where you have control over these massive things and uh so that was kind of nostalgic in a weird twist uh for bayonetta so i'm so insanely excited for Bayonetta 3 and um mm-hmm. if you're in our Facebook group you can see that I got the uh what's it called the oh god the climax edition so uh, <laughs> I'm a proud owner of the climax edition of Bayonetta 1 and 2 and uh I just I don't know it's just a series that just really excites me and uh it's it's very bold and I just love it for that um Ryan what are your thoughts um, I don't have much invested in Bayonet at all. Um, it looks pretty. It looks cool. Uh, the mechanics sound interesting. Uh, the little witch mechanics, okay. Like, the fact that her hair is, her clothing is weird, but I got nothing against it. I think it's a pretty cool idea. A very, very action, uh, like, what's the word? Uh, Cutscene, heavy, um, flashy, just, it, it's a graphically awesome action game. Um, and so... That's really cool. I'm glad that Nintendo got that when they did. Um, I'm still salty about the whole uh, Smash Brothers uh, inclusion, but and yeah, being really? a popular player, uh, I still cry foul there. But I think oh, that wow. uh, that that aside, it's a very worthy uh, franchise and and everything. So I, I don't yeah. definitely don't knock it. Okay. I, I mean, one last thing that I'll add about it is uh, add add to this conversation is that for me bayonetta is really cool because you know i love action games but i find them to be a little hard to play they can be a little convoluted and hard for me to grasp like what to do and with bayonetta it's interesting because there's all these different things going on and it's all crazy and over the top and like uh, ryan said flashy and stuff but it's really easy to understand and know how to play like you just know what you're doing you feel like you're in control and it makes you feel so much more powerful than you would think uh like you can get so much done just by like even button mashing and if you figure out how to use the controls um, strategically, it makes you feel even more powerful and there's more customization the more you learn. So, um, yeah, very cool, like beginners action game, which is very unexpected. I would have figured it'd be for like for advanced players. But, um, yeah, I just I love Bayonetta. And if you think that it's a game that might be for you, give it a try. I, I really do recommend it, but it, it might not be for you. So I uh, can't help but to, to give it a try. Um, cool. I think the next thing that we'll talk about is Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3 gameplay was revealed and um, 
single player campaign, uh, the single player campaign was also revealed. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't have too much to say beyond the fact that I'm just thrilled and insanely excited for Splatoon 3. I adore this franchise. I love the single player campaigns of the games. And even though it's like such an unnecessary addition to both games, I just love that it's there. I think yeah. with two, they just went um, above and beyond what they needed to do for that. And it's just such a great experience and really teaches you how to play the different uh, play with the different mechanics of the game. And I just I love Splatoon. The more I can get of it, the better. Like I just love that world and the style and the music, and uh, it was just such a treat to see more of that. So that was a nice little unexpected treat. Did not expect to see that um, here. And I did like seeing this these mammalians. I don't know what that is, but it'll be cool to see how that unfolds. So, uh, Ryan, I know you probably have a lot to say on that. So how do you feel about Splatoon three? Uh, I don't have a lot of stuff to say on it, honestly. Um, oh. I. <laughs> I liked what I saw. It looked more more Splatoon. I'm glad they showed off one player. Um, you know, the the furry, the fuzzy creatures was like, okay, so they got a furry skin. Like, what's the difference? Like, what does that matter in the grand scheme of things? Um, I don't know. I It didn't really catch my eye too much there, but I did like, I need to go back and watch the trailer for that specifically because there was a lot of stuff in the background that I wasn't really paying attention to. Um, I was more scanning to see what more anything that I could on the new furry like mechanic uh, with all the like that just look weird, I, you know like why yeah, did, why do the tentacles why did the tentacles sprout hair? But uh, right. you know and then there's that time <laughs> where you get hit by something and you you became like hairy too. I'm like this is an interesting concept. <laughs> and I'm kind of you know, I don't no idea what they're where they're going with I this, know. but it's, it's quirky and I absolutely love that they brought back the uh, the lab research guy. Um, and that right. they have like different people do that. That's that's I love that they play that up, and it's 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 a treat every time. Right? Um, is he a but, secret agent, or is he like a lab tech, or both? He's a lab tech. Uh, okay. They just all have the cool glasses and everything. Um, <laughs> I think the only other thing that I really took from it was I'm really excited for the the grappling hook whip thing. True. Um, that's going to yeah. be great. Um, if it's just tied to uh, the like the sniper stuff, the railgun stuff, like cool. I will get, I will get used to it because I really like, like being able to get that verticality to be able to like cling to walls and get to higher places really fast. And just there's more maneuverability with that, and I'm I'm all for it. So yeah, yeah. No, I I totally understand. Uh, it, uh, with Splatoon one, two, and now three, the more I think of it, you know, this game is running off of like probably the same engine, so all three of these games kind of have the same graphics it's not like we're jumping from you know super mario world to mario 64 to mario sunshine there's not this increase in graphical fidelity so every time we get a trailer of these types of games it's kind of like a little samey but um like you said ryan it's probably important for us to go back and look at the small details of what they're announcing so um even something as weird as the hairy thing <laughs> um it just really does add to the personality that uh, splatoon provides for us so um yeah uh josh what are your thoughts yeah i would guess the um the hairy thing goes back to the what were they called mammalians or mammals mammalians yeah, yeah, I guess that means mammals, and you know, in that world, there are no mammals, so it's like except for two. Of... Okay, cat. that's true. That's oh true. wow, he Judd really was judge. prepared for that. <laughs> so, I guess that has to do with that. 
you know. Um, but anyhow, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, Splatoon is one of those series that got me to play online games almost in general. Like, I just, even now, I usually don't really love playing online focused games against, like, I just don't like playing people I don't know. Because it, it just doesn't, it's not as fun as, like, if my friend, you know, shoots me in a game. It, it's funny, we both laugh, you know, we, we argue, whatever. It's a good time. But, like, when just some butthole does it online that just has played the game too much and then, like, you know, has a crappy attitude, it's just not fun to me. I just don't really enjoy playing online people. But for Splatoon, for the most part, granted, I have had some very frustrating matches. For the most part, I've, I've really loved it um, since the first one came out. Um, it, my wife even got into it, which is a pretty big deal. So that's one of the reasons she bought her own Switch was Splatoon 2. She's <laughs> actually got the Splatoon 2 and the, the box and all that. But, um, and we, we, Spent a ton of time in that one. I've never missed a Splatfest since the first one in the first game. Oh, wow. Um, I, I don't, if they did like redos of some of them, I'm not sure if I did all those, but I've, I've yeah. done all the, you know, big official Splatfest, at least for a couple matches, just to say I did it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I like the single player a lot too. Like I know it doesn't get talked about much and it is pretty short in both one and two, but I really enjoyed it. I, I hope it, and it looks like it might be a hope of three. They feel the levels feel a little bit less like it's warping you to just some like box in like challenge. <laughs> right. Maybe it, it feels a little more cohesive, perhaps. Yeah. Like fleshed um, out and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, maybe a little longer, but I, I wouldn't need too much all that different. I I really like the world they were going for, the extra collectibles that, that let you di- dive more into the lore. Um, I thought all of that stuff was really cool, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm wondering too if there's going to be another like salmon run type mode, or if salmon mm. runs coming back because we that one's one we we really dumped some time into. Um, yeah, they yeah. showed like the ice level for that, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. But, and and Ryan mentioned the the grappling hook thing, and I I couldn't tell. I've I've only watched the trailer like one and sort of a half times. I wasn't paying much attention the second time. Yeah. Um, but. I was curious. I didn't see it too much outside of one part, so probably not. But I was curious if that's like a new mechanic, just you always have, you know, like you, mm-hmm. there's a button to do that now, like to stick oh, to yeah. walls and stuff. It, it might not be. It might be a sub or it might be something tied to a specific yeah. weapon type. But it did look like a pretty neat new mechanic. If that is the case, it could really change up the game. Yeah. Um, did you? I, you brought up Splatoon 2 and playing that a lot. Did you uh, take out the secret boss? In Splatoon 2's uh, DLC? Um, no, I know who you're talking about now. I have yet I'm, to be able to do that myself. And I don't uh, know why I never did. Um, I forgot to mention, yeah, the DLC on that's actually really good. Um, mm-hmm. the, and the, the final boss on that's cool. Um, I, th- I think with that, it got like really insanely difficult. Like I fully completed single player on there like the regular single player i think i upgraded all the guns as far as you could and all that good stuff but no on the dlc i didn't get everything as much as i really loved it it, i'm trying to remember it's been quite a while since i've tried it but i'm thinking there were a few challenges that were just like insanely difficult that i just eventually kind of lost interest in yeah um so i for me at least like you know, kind of uh, zooming out just a little bit, like Splatoon uh, 1 was just an awesome experience, but it was like the first time that they 
kind of tried this new series. And with Splatoon 2, I feel like it's not really Splatoon 2 as much as it is Splatoon 1.5. Uh, they just like really refined all the things from Splatoon 1 and just made everything so much better. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if this is like Splatoon 1.5 Point five, or if this is just like a whole completely new revamp of this series and and just a a massive leap forward. So, um, like all the things that you guys mentioned with the mammalians and the uh, grappling hook and all these other things, it'll be so interesting to see you know what this franchise becomes with all the additions that they're including, um, because. The, the gameplay between one and two is like pretty much the same. It's just like a little bit more refined if we're talking about like the online um, uh, gameplay, but um, they really do need to kind of switch things up for this to be a justified purchase for a lot of people. If it's more of the same, great. I'll probably still get it, but like more people are going to need uh, a significant more uh, amount of content than just that, you know? So um, I hope they knock it out of the park. I think that they will, but it's just crazy that we're getting two Splatoons on one console generation and towards the tail end too. So I wonder if it'll be like remastered for the Switch 2 and then we'll be able to play, you know, across generations or something. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, cool. So looking forward to Splatoon 3 for sure. Um, I definitely want to get Josh's thoughts on this. Um, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is an expansion pass uh, announced for uh, for that uh, for Monster Hunter Rise. Um, Josh and I did an episode on that uh, where I kind of interviewed him about his thoughts on the game. So, uh, Josh, what do you think about sure. this DLC? Well, um, that game is probably still my game of the year, so to speak, so far this year. Nice. Um, oh wow, cool. We'll we'll see where Metroid, you know, what Metroid does to that. Um, yeah. It's a new series to me. I've already kind of talked about that. Um, I've gotten, I haven't played it much in a good while because I kind of got to a point. I put about 80 hours into it and I beat the main story. There's like a more online focused area. I cannot remember the name of it now. It's been a couple months since I've really dug into it. But anyhow, uh, you can rank up in it. And long story short, I've gotten myself sort of stuck where I'm playing solo and it just gets crazy hard and I, I'm, I feel like you know it almost requires extra people to get through um so I'm a little bit worried about this where like I'm not going to be able to handle it it's just going to be too hard <laughs> but I could be wrong and there's probably something I'm not doing quite correctly our friend Traven mentioned that you know they were able to do it solo so there's probably just something I, I don't feel like even after playing that game for 80 hours I feel like there's some things I don't fully understand. Right. And I just never really have, and I've managed to get away with it for this long. Right. <laughs> well, th it's great but, that you've played as much as you have, because this is a, a game, and we've said it a million times, where it's just not the most approachable game. So it's kind of disheartening. I don't know if that's the right word, to hear that you, after playing so many hours, are still kind of struggling to really get a grasp of if you're doing everything correctly. So um, I, I don't know. I, I do hope that in the near future they do smooth things out so that it's great for more hardcore players, but also approachable for newcomers, because that's kind of why I didn't get into Monster Hunter Rise. I know there's a lot of great game there, and perhaps even there Ryan is. too, but it's just like, it's so 
difficult to really grasp what this game is asking of you. So I don't know. I, I do hope that the DLC brings some positive changes to you, Josh. Yeah, the, the DLC itself, I hope it is uh, does have some more story-focused stuff in it. And, um, you know, it's not a big problem to play solo or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, the story itself in the game sort of just kind of stops after a while. <laughs> Um, it, I, I, I kind of want to say it has a cliffhanger. I don't know how else to really word it. It's just kind of like, oh, we're done. Right. It doesn't feel done. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I hope it, it continues that, um, in a, in a nice clean way and, you know, gives you some sort of real ending. Yeah. Um, closure. Yeah. Outside of that though, I mean, like outside of those potential issues, I, I think it looks interesting. There wasn't a whole lot of details, but the, area i think they said there was two new areas so i'm happy to i'm happy about that i like getting on there sometimes and just exploring just sort of mindlessly going and finding junk um yeah so i was really happy to hear there was two new areas the one they showed both i can't remember i think they said one was a snowy one i, I can't remember maybe i'm mixing that no i'm mixing up with mario golf anyhow um uh the area they showed looked very different from any other area that's already in the game um it didn't really look like monster hunter at first um when they first when it first popped up on the screen so i'm i'm excited to see that um to see a potentially just completely new sort of place to go visit yeah it did look really beautiful so i just wonder if it's going to take up a lot of memory because uh you know the game's very detailed and beautiful but if they're going to add a whole lot to the game which i do hope they do uh it's probably going to take up a lot of memory but yeah. um that is such a minor nitpicking thing just kind of something that i think about as a switch owner but uh moving right along to the next announcement um unless you have something to share ryan um no, I don't have any input on that one just because I haven't played it uh, outside of the demo. So yeah, same. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the next announcement is something that I wish I could say a lot more on, but we can't really talk about it for a while. The next Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Final DLC Fighter, the last one ever for Smash Ultimate, is going to be revealed in quote early October end quote. So. Uh, oh, October 5th, to be precise. And actually, they give you a specific time, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Tuesday. Time. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So they are prepared <laughs> from what I can gather. Um, so I wish that we did find out who the last character was. I was expecting that, but honestly, I'm okay with waiting just a tiny bit longer and um, getting please. a confirmation that we will know who it is uh, or like we will know who it is and when that will be i think uh, so, good or bad it would have distracted mm -hmm. too much from everything else in this direct i just know how that yeah. goes mm -hmm. even though it's just the dlc character for a game that has 80 plus characters i i know how that goes <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you have any concern that it would have caused some backlash and put a negative tone on the directive they had put something on there because i feel like nothing's going to live up to anyone's expectations yeah. there. i'm not I've... gonna lie i think so and it i'm i'm not even <laughs> gonna deny that it wouldn't have affected my, my life <laughs> yeah absolutely it was a wise move before. i I'm mean like trying to yeah. be a butt but like e3 2019 i thought was a really good direct but right and you know what? I've played a little bit of Dragon Quest. It's good, and I'll I'll give it the fact that it is worthy of, of being in Smash. It completely is. <laughs> but I was a little bit bummed. Almost, I feel like the whole direct when I felt like Banjo should have been there, and then he showed yeah. up at the end anyway. If he wouldn't have showed up at the end, though, I feel like that would have dampened the whole thing for me. <laughs> so, True. 
that's my own great, fault. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't show it, no matter who it was. That's a great point. I mean, honestly, if it, yeah, the more I think about it, I feel like a direct is like the a, a direct's value, and I know this is wrong, is pretty closely related to the type of character that they reveal. Uh, in these directs now that I think of it. So like oh. Pyra and Mithra, we don't really, I don't remember that direct because I couldn't stop thinking about how baffled I was that these people were included. Um, but I will I was, say, mm-hmm, what's up? Josh? Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I interrupted you again there, but that <laughs> I'll, like on that direct, I've tried to forget that and just think about, ooh, a new Mario Golf. So, True. Uh, I won't say completely <laughs> ruined it for me because, and, and again, it's just, it's just not my thing, but. Right. <laughs> You know, it it did. I would almost rather them have just waited on the Smash character. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but like uh, with E three of this year, I feel like if Metroid Dread wasn't included, we would have been really, really annoyed with that entire E three presentation because mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Kazuya. Um, kind of set the tone in a way for the presentation for a while. So. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good point that you bring up, Ryan. But uh, yeah, it was kind of wise for them to kind of put it off into its own separate thing so that we can judge these two presentations separately. But um, I have no idea who this character is going to be. Um, can I give you guys a, a, your thoughts on who you think this final character is going to be? Well, I guess I'll go ahead and jump in first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I got my most wanted with Banjo, and Kazooie. No one can take that from me. <laughs> um, there's I won't I won't go over like the whole list and everything. There is some others I want for sure. I think it's insane that Crash Bandicoot isn't here yet, um, or Rayman. Ubisoft's got nothing, um, and a few others. I'm and I don't know if this is just me trying to lessen my my excitement or my hype. I have a feeling it's going to be someone from like Shimigami Tensei or something. They seem to really <laughs> like that series, and I just feel like that's the kind of thing Sakurai would choose over all these other ones. Yeah, maybe. Um, so that's my guess. I also, for some reason, think that um, Phoenix Wright has a slight chance. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought, like, you know, not to jump in on you, Josh, but I feel like he could have worked i mean i i don't really want him to be honest but if he were to be included i feel like he would have been already i don't think that nintendo's too keen on having him be the final smash character with his own presentation like here he is guys phoenix right i just don't really see that happening they ended the last one with bayonetta and corin i don't don't know know if they care yeah uh, I don't know. I feel like Bayonetta is a separate Bayonetta argument. Is a bigger one, I guess. That's true. But you know. another one, and I'll be done after this. Another one that I, a name that I feel like has floated around a lot is uh, uh, is it Rio Hayabusa? I probably said oh, that wrong. Yeah, that's Gate, what I was thinking. Right? Yep. I think he has uh, a decent chance, which I don't really care one way or another. He's he's it's it's pretty cool. I just yeah, you know, it's not one of my choices, but I, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I um I think Josh and I you you Josh and I have like the same opinions on these like Smash fighters and who we would prefer and not really care for. Um, so a lot of what Josh said I totally agree with. Um, I do think that Ryu Hayabusa has a chance, but at the same time, I'm thinking if this is Smash Ultimate's final character, I think it's going to be a Nintendo character, and I honestly have no idea who that could be. Uh, to kind of send things off in a, a satisfying way. But I can't help but think that Gino from Super Mario RPG might be it because this is a character that people have been wanting for a very long time. I don't know anything about him, to be honest. I think he's a cool design. But at the he same is. time, he has like a Mii Fighter costume, so there's that. But, you know, people have been wanting uh, this character for a long time, and I can't really see... Any other satisfying uh, character reveal um, happening outside of like Waluigi, but like as much as I like Waluigi, I'd be kind of like bummed because like he just doesn't offer that much. Like unless they give him like a lot of personality to his moveset, I, I don't know. So, um, Gino, I, I think would be a great fan way to end the to end the thing. Yeah, and and I like him. I, I like that game he's from. It's a cool. He's a cool, unique character. Right. Um, I don't think it'll happen mostly because of the me costume. Right. Um, <laughs> but weirder things have happened, and I think that's just sort of a fan role. I mean, yeah. Uh, I can't. I cannot think of the character's name, and I should know it. The guy from Tech and the the dad. Kazuya. <laughs> what is Kazuya? Kazuya. The new guy Hayachi. who's no, actually. Oh, Hayachi. Oh, Hayachi. Sorry, the main yeah, yeah, character. Yeah. Thank you, Hayachi. Right. He was a me costume, like at the beginning of the the second wave of characters whoever it was i can't remember who he came with yeah and you know a lot of people were like well tekken's not in and then a tekken right. character showed up a few characters later so yeah. I, I i don't know if that means much of anything yeah we'll see point. yep so ryan what are your thoughts okay um i don't really have a super prediction here um just more thoughts on it um i i want it to be you know, this is the like going out with a bang or like, you know, it, it's the end of the ultimate Smash Brothers game. Um, so I wanted to make an impression. I'm worried that it's not going to hit that. And and perhaps like over any character that I could ever want in the game, like I want it to just do it justice for for it being like the the, the capstone for the whole like legacy of this game um, and perhaps the whole series, you know, there's probably more after it, but just, I want it to make a big impact, whether it's something that celebrates Sakurai, maybe they have a, a Sakurai character um, that's <laughs> completely unique with its own unique moves and, and stuff like that. That would be cool. Like if they, you know, do some obscure Nintendo character, cool. Like uh, if they, if they do like taboo in some form or they do like master hand, like some weird combination where you have crazy hand, master hand, taboo or something like, just some weird like amalgam of of that, or so, something that celebrates Smash Brothers as a whole would be really yeah. awesome. Um, I absolutely love that. Um, and and for the same reason that I don't think Gino is going to be a thing, like I don't think Waluigi is going to be a thing. As much as I'd like that, I feel like it'd be pandering to to the the trolls. And and there are people that generally want Waluigi to have his time in the spotlight, but I think I don't want him in Smash. I mean, he's already in there as a a trophy. You know, so he does show up there. Um, as so a trophy, really they don't have trophies him. anymore. Oh, uh, like an assist, assist, like assist trophy. trophy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he comes out as an assist trophy. So, like, I I don't think that he's going to have representation as an actual fighter. Um, it's possible, but I, I don't know. I just, I he would go ahead. 
it's such a trolley thing to do and and yes it would be like I, I could see the internet just exploding on both sides you know uh, of that and yes it would be fun to watch that but ultimately like i'd <laughs> rather see waluigi get his time with his own game as a villain or what have you or like maybe a duo with wario and waluigi but you know i don't i don't really want that fighter to be the final one like if it would have been like you know in Kazuya's place sure but you know this final one i just wanted to do the series justice and really be like meaningful and impactful uh to everybody yeah. Um, and if it is some third party character, like, okay, cool. But I just feel like it's not going to hit really strong for me. And I'm a little worried about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I well, just... Luigi would need his own stage from the Mario series. Right. It's already there. And a spirit board from the Mario series that's already oh, there. Yeah. I just good point. don't feel like he would feel like a good part of the package. And Probably music. Bring too. it up to the game. You know, it, music is a big part of these DLC characters, and what soundtrack anything. really follows him outside of like Waluigi Pinball, uh, that stage from Mario Kart Seven, which is Mario great. Part, but, like Mario Party Three is a pretty cool Waluigi stage. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, sure, you're right. <laughs> That's about well, it. Well, I I really don't think it's gonna be Waluigi. I feel like yeah, there's too many things saying no. Yeah, like if he is fine, but like I don't know. I feel like there's classier ways of doing this. No offense to any Waluigi fans, because we all like him, I think. But I just feel like there's better ways of handling this. And it, what I would prefer is for there to be an inclusion of like a more historic character. I really like when they end Smash Brothers rosters with something like that, like with Duck Hunt um, or Mr. Game and Watch from Melee. I really like that. Um, that history that you get out of it but um, if they can do something like that you know like when it was rumored that the excite bike guys or uh, or no not excite bike um uh, gosh what's that game like oh mock rider mock rider was rumored to be and i thought that was like a pretty cool idea but um i just hope that whatever character they include that it's satisfying enough for most players and not some random character that no one ever thought about that is like from some super obscure franchise that no one cares that much about. Um, I, I just, I hope that it's done in a classy way. So we shall see, but it'll be interesting it be, no matter what. <laughs> I would rather be Sakurai, like who put all the work into it, less right. so than a memory character like, you know, Iwata or something like that. Like mm -hmm. that would be hard. Plus, who wants to be up on Iwata? But but Sakurai, <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to be up on Sakurai because he's so good and can play like two characters at once and stuff. And like they want to challenge him, you know. That that's yeah. a formidable fighter, <laughs> you know. So I don't think that's it's gonna be like an in-memory character, but probably something that's more relevant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no matter who it is, the internet is going to explode that day. I hope. So <laughs> we can look forward to that. Yeah, true. So the fifth. that'll be fun. Yep. Yeah, uh, so we'll probably follow up this episode with uh, with something related to that announcement. Um, so the next thing I wanted to bring up is Animal Crossing will get its own direct in October. And uh, it's clear that Brewster and the Roost are going to be Yay. coming soon. So that's really great news for Animal Crossing fans. Um, my quick take on it is that I would be in love and all over animal crossing if something like this was added a long time ago um for me at least animal crossing new horizons is a great animal crossing game but i feel like new leaf and the welcome amiibo edition still are just better 
takes on Animal Crossing, in my opinion. Although I do like the crafting mechanic and stuff, but I feel like New Horizons is missing out on so much stuff. And like we've said in our group chat, this is one of the best-selling Switch games, period. And it's only been out for a little over a year, and it will be the best-selling Switch game uh, ever, period, uh, shortly. So these updates have been very meager and uh, have not provided the um, the content that we have been clamoring for. And it's just really strange to me because Animal Crossing is not Bayonetta 3. It's not insanely graphically intensive and involves all these little details and stuff. It's a very simple game. And I'm just confused as to why these updates are so paltry and um just not uh, like there's just not much to them so anyway um i'm very happy happy that brewster is coming he's one of my favorite characters i love the roost i love the concept of like a cafe in an animal crossing game it really completes that like cozy feeling that you get from these games i just hope that with this update it brings us more of what we have been wanting out of these updates for mm -hmm. the i mean since the game was released we were promised all these updates and they just have not lived up to our expectations so happy that it's finally happening but i i i really they, they've lost i've lost faith in these updates to be honest but um i will withhold judgment until it gets released so what do you think ryan i'm hoping that you know this this comes with something special uh than just like going there and just drinking something and that's it you know other than like the initial stuff like you win brewster over like he's pretty introverted and, and quiet and talking to him enough times like he'll start to open up to you and, and become your friend um uh, once you've gotten to that point though what value is there um i know that kk slider hung out there in the past game you know and it was like a big thing you could watch him like play and stuff and it was just really chill environment what are we going to have, you know, going into this this cafe um, in addition? Um, and and it's cool to to play pretend and to go in there and sit on the couches and, and drink, you know, coffee or whatever. But is it going to have something more to it than that? Um, something just just kind of generally fun and and adding to the game. And also, I just want to see a roadmap uh, for what they have planned coming up. Um, and if they have any major major things like they're going to be doing. Um, I just I want to see a little bit more of what they have cooked up now that they've given some time. Uh, apparently, there's been some data mining stuff. So we, we kind of knew Brewster was coming. If you followed any of that, that there was like two different data mines that were done um, where they came up with some stuff for that. Um, but there's also like some other crops and things that didn't really show up and hasn't shown up in the game. Some games, uh, some things like corn and things like that that have been found. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, and it's just a lot of it is just rehashed, you know, from last year's event. They're doing that again. And so for, to see them have a roadmap for the new events coming in the, in the few, next few years that that revitalizes things, makes it different, makes it a unique experience and maybe even give an update to the AI to some of the, the characters that just say the same old thing all the time. Exactly. And it's, it's it's less and, and like even update the, like the AI in the original GameCube, they talked to you and like they responded and it seemed organic which is really creepy. But in this one, it's just, it's more rehearsed and they say the same lines and things like that. And I think they could do a little bit more to make it a little bit more personal um, and, and interactive. And and perhaps they could it, it do it and it won't be too little too late, um, you know, three years later for Amiibo and things like that, you know, 
they could do that too. But um, I just, I want to see some more engagement in Animal Crossing. It's, it's fun to play with friends, um, but I want more gameplay that isn't just driven on the community because a lot of people jumped on that just because you could be so creative in it and build things and visit other friends. But that's what drove it. Like outside of that, the game is pretty like outgrown and hollow in a lot of ways. Totally. Um, and it's just like going through the motions and they need something more to revitalize it, make it a fun game um, yeah. aside from user driven experience. Yeah. So, so well said, Ryan. Totally agree. Um, and like you said, with a cafe, it's very cool that we'll have that location and it'll be a nice chill spot. But like you said, once you're there, then what? You know, it's it's really cool and cute, and I'm sure the music's relaxing, but, like, I can go on YouTube and listen to the soundtrack, or I can look at, like, a picture in the background while I'm doing work um, or something. So make it more interactive and make me really connect with that setting. You know, that's so important. And also, like you said, the game, when it was released, I understood that the game wasn't fully complete. We came to expect mm -hmm. that because we had this understanding that we would get continuous updates that would be pretty satisfying and pretty regular. But they have been regular, but they just haven't added enough. And I know I've said that a few times, but I just feel like we still have that same, uh, and I like the way you put it, Ryan, that same hollow-ish game just with a couple extra features and they really need to flesh out that world there's so much potential and there's so many players that have put so much money into the game and i just wish that they made it more of a more of a priority to make this a true gem on the switch which is what this series deserves especially after its new sound newfound popularity so um, it's just frustrating because I know how much potential Animal Crossing has and how much they've achieved some of that with this iteration. But there's just so much more and it just looks it, it feels so obvious for them to take it in these certain directions. And I'm, I'm not seeing that yet, but the inclusion of Brewster and the Roost is a very positive sign. So um, we shall see. Um, Josh, any quick thoughts on that? Okay, I think Josh went away. <laughs> so let's move on to the next oh. announcement. Oh, you there, Josh? There he is. Okay. Sorry, I'm here for just a second. Sorry, okay, yeah, sorry about that. Kind of uh, panning out. That's okay. But, um, yeah, any thoughts yeah. on Animal Crossing? Quick thoughts on Animal Crossing, I guess. Um, I've, I still really love the game, especially when it first came out. I am also extremely disappointed in the amount, the almost no amount of, you know, big updates. They sold a ton of copies of that. Everybody I know was into it, and they just kind of let it die off. So, <laughs> I I, I kind of feel like we got a little we got a little screwed on that deal. It's like there's yeah. there's plenty of things missing that they could add, and I don't see why, you know, these little updates take so long to get out. I don't know if they think everybody's going to come back. I don't really see that happening. Um, I mean, even my mom was playing the game. For a little bit when it came out and that's very very unusual so <laughs> but is she still because they're losing that fan base and these no. potential players she's not playing it right no them my cousin all of them fell off a long time ago because yeah you know i haven't really been playing it that often at all um right. my daughter pulled it out the other day and made me think of it so i poked around with it for a little bit but i am very glad to see an update coming and the fact that it's getting its own little presentation i hope means that there's something substantial coming to it right yep 
So yeah, well, we shall see. Um, so the next announcement was, uh, I mean, there's not too much to say about this, but I'll just mention that for Mario Party Superstars, they, uh, they're adding a few extra stages. I'm not really following, you know, which stages are from where, and, um, you know, the, the N64 games kind of blur together for me. I love them dearly, but I, you know, I'm not particularly fond of one specific board from one specific game. I just like all the Mario parties pretty much the same. So um, I think that this is a very clever idea for a game where they take uh, three of the most beloved Mario Party games, the ones that a lot of people are particularly fond of, and they bring back some of the most uh, uh, most beloved uh, stages from these games, because if they were to add these to the N64 Switch Online service, there would be a lot of issues with, uh, you know, people rolling their uh, palms on the joysticks and making Drift even more of an issue than it already is. So I think this is a pretty good solution. And um, it, it's also nice that we're getting these excellent mini games in a new package and it's in a, like you know more uh graphically impressive and stuff like that and we'll have uh more reliable online play than probably with the n64 thing so um yeah so pretty that's pretty cool um unless you guys have any uh th anything you wanted to add about that i think i'll just move on to the next subject but uh any thoughts uh, on on that game just an aside here um mm -hmm. it'd be funny if they did release you know, Mario Party 1, and on my Nintendo, they released something that you could purchase with coins, with their platinum coins, to get the special glove to go along with that, so you don't have to <laughs> your hands. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I don't know if everyone knows about this, because it's not the most... Uh, you know, known trivia fact about Nintendo, but for Mario Party 1, there were certain mini-games, like I mentioned before, where you have to like spin the Joy-Con around really, really fast. I don't remember what they were, but there were some people that got like blisters from that. And I think there was a lawsuit. So their way of solving it was sending out these special gloves. I would love to see what they look like, by the way. But uh, yeah, that would be really funny to to uh, have a little throwback to that. But I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't think they're to add in on Mario Party. I've, What's that? I've played, to add in on Mario Party, I've played all the main ones since the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it looks fun. Um, I love that they brought back the Yoshi board and Horror Land. Both of those are great ones. Oh, cool. Um, my only complaint, and I don't feel like I see very many people bring this up, is I feel like five boards is kind of inexcusable at this point. Yes, good point. Um, four was, that was awful. Like, it, yeah. it, was, it was a pretty good game, Super Mario Party, but the amount of boards was terrible, and the boards weren't even that great. Right. So for this, I'm like, why? And in 1999, like the first game had like eight boards or something, I think. Yeah. I like, Why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I play four, five, six, and seven all the time, and they definitely have way more boards than that. I think they have like, I don't know, seven, eight boards, which yeah. still isn't a lot, but like, you know, time has passed and our expectations have justifiably been uh, demanding a few more boards or stages in general for most games you know mario kart had like 16 originally and now mario kart 8 has i don't know 40 or so or something it's just something that we naturally have come to expect i i don't think more than four or five is too is asking too much i think 10 or something like that would be reasonable I, I five is like inexcusable at this point so that's a good point josh 
I'm yeah, definitely. I was thinking more ten to fifteen or twenty or something. I mean, they're right. They're, just, they're boards that are already made, technically, sort of. Right. And uh, the layouts and themes and such. Yeah, I it's wonder, not right. that complicated. I don't know. I almost wonder if they're moving to a, a not necessarily like a yearly like mm. release of a game, but m- moving some of their titles like Splatoon. We've seen two now, like in a short period of time. Like maybe we'll see more Mario Party, like that that takes like new elements and old elements. Like maybe we'll start seeing like maybe less content in the games, but more often more titles, and maybe hopefully become cheaper. But who knows? <laughs> I, no, definitely not. You know how they can be with that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we kind of forget that uh, in the GameCube days, Mario Party came out every single year. You know, four, uh, like five came out the year after four and then six and seven. Mm-hmm. And I looked forward to it every year. But at the same time, in those games, like I mentioned before, we had lots more state uh, boards. Um, however, I, I could be remembering this incorrectly, but I think that this game has a lot of mini games. Um, I don't remember the number, but I think I remember being impressed by the amount that was in this one. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of a trade-off in that way, if I'm correct, at least. So um, I don't know. Their their approach to Mario Party over the past few years has been very strange, <laughs> if not even like the past decade, you know. Uh, okay, so um, the next thing that I'll say, I'm just going to lump a few other announcements together just to save some time, but uh, some games that were announced that were pretty cool, it's kind of a mixed bag depending on what you're interested in, but Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic will make its way to Switch. Mm-hmm. Castlevania Advanced Collection came out yesterday, which was very cool. Uh, Act Razor Renaissance, a remastered version of the SNES Classic, Uh, was also out yesterday. Um, A little bit more was shown about Project Triangle Strategy, uh, Yoko Taro's card RPG Voice of Cards is coming soon. Uh, There's also Dying Light 2, and, uh, uh, you know, I'll stop there for now. Um, Did you guys want to say anything about any of those titles? Yeah, uh, voice of cards for me, uh, definitely. I'm excited about that. That's a cool take on on uh, tabletop RPG uh, and experiencing that in a card form. Um, definitely cool. Uh, it's all like basically card based, and I'm I'm all for that. Like I want to explore that world more um, and kind of like read into those stories. Um, it's just a different medium of experiencing it. I don't know if I'd like it outside of it. Like if they made it like a sequel or a regular series, I don't think I'd like it, but just to experience it once would be really cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, cool. Uh, I like my card games, but this is more of a traditional RPG, but like a lot more like randomized decks, but you also have dice and and stuff like that, but with like animated attacks, even from the cards themselves. Um, and all your playable, all your pieces are cards, all your locations are cards, you know, all, the board is cards. Like it's just, cards and so that it's kind of a cool concept um and a cool world to explore um yeah you know what i like about you ryan you are the yin to my yang (laughs) (laughs) you always like the games that i just completely gloss over so i'm glad that you are uh, appreciating that announcement because i turned away and just started doing laundry until the next (laughs) game was announced (laughs) Uh, i personally am very excited for knights of the old republic i've always heard great things about it and uh, it'll be cool to get a chance to play 
a classic Xbox game on my Switch and played anywhere, so that'll be cool. Um, Castlevania Advanced Collection is very cool. Um, I love that we that Konami hasn't forgotten about Castlevania and that we're not begging for these games anymore. So um, those that's going to be a great collection. I haven't played it yet, but um, and I'm definitely waiting for like a physical version of it. Uh, I slaved over trying to get the um, the Game Boy Advance carts of that because I wanted those games so bad. But now I kind of feel like an idiot <laughs> uh, because all those games will be on one cart. But I like that it has the rewind, quick save, and button mapping features uh, for this collection. That's exactly what this game needs. So that's very cool. Um, Act Razor is a game I've heard really, really good things about. Uh, good things about, and I didn't get a chance to buy it on the Wii Virtual Console. So uh, it'll be really cool to play a remastered version of it. So um, I always thought that remastered versions of things was going to be something I don't like moving forward. But going back to old versions of things, it's clear to see that some uh, mechanics or visuals or audio things just don't really age well. So I actually uh, am glad that we're in, in this era where these classics are getting um, uh, getting the treatment that we think that they deserve. Um, yeah, that is all I really have to say for those titles. Uh, Josh, anything that stood out to you? I will say real quick, and I apologize again, everybody. It's just kind of a off the handle um, recording, but uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm near my daughter at the moment. But, but um, yeah, the Knights of the Old Republic thing, I'm very excited to play. I didn't have an Xbox back in the day, and I've, I'm obviously a big Star Wars fan, even though it's not like a canon thing. I'm still, I've heard good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to give that a shot. I'm a little jealous of the remake on PS5, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, the, the Castlevania Advanced Collections, I didn't get into that series back then. So it's been very tempting sitting there in the eShop for 20 bucks. Um, I see the other collections go on sale, though, for like $5 every once in a while. So oh, wow. I'm kind of waiting. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't know that. So yeah, might as well wait. Honestly, I never expected this type of collection to ever come about. So if, if there's one thing with the Switch, like one continuous theme is that this console continues to surprise me with all the weird announcements that mm-hmm. uh, that come out for it and I, I'm here for it you know um, project triangle strategy like I'm happy for whoever um, that game is for it's probably just not for me but it looks beautiful and I hope that uh, this game is everything that its fans uh, want it to be um i don't know what dying light to stay human is i kind of turned around for that oh it's a cloud version game i'm very against that so <laughs> uh that's all i got to say about that um delta rune chapter two uh was released i know many people are excited about that um so that's awesome um mario golf super rush had some new characters included and courses apparently i didn't notice that before uh yeah. ninji is one of them which i love i think that's one of my favorite like, Mario I was characters. Very excited. yes <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, i'll enjoy that game it needs more content but yeah right. ninji um ninji was a very nice addition koopa troopa always everybody loves koopa he kind of felt yeah. like a character that was like should have already been there maybe i don't know yeah but, yeah but ninji was a very nice edition and he kind of looks like one of the fall guys <laughs> like if, if you look at him like in the game he just kind of looks like one of those dudes like in the fall guy costumes to me now <laughs> okay. i like the big buttons 
Yeah, um, I, uh, like one thing that I, I, I love what that Nintendo over the past few years have been including really random characters from the Mario universe in their games, like, uh, Queen Bee from Mario Galaxy and Mario Kart 7, and, uh, there's, there's others, there's some other, like, random characters for Mario Tennis and, and also Mario Golf. Wasn't, like, Chain Chomp a, a character in that game? Is that right, Josh? Yeah, Chomp was a, uh, a character in tennis. Um, in in uh, golf, they already had Charge and Chuck. And I love that. Charge and Chuck, yeah. Charge and Chuck's <laughs> there and King Bob-omb. Oh, the Bob-omb, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. <laughs> so I, I like that when they provide these deep cuts and, like, Ninji. I, I always saw Ninjis, but I didn't know it had a name. And I just love that its name is Ninji. <laughs> now, where is so Wartz? Yes, where is Ward? Seriously, justice for Ward, please. Um, mm-hmm. I love that character. Um, a few other announcements. Uh, Chocobo GP is a Final Fantasy racing game, which is very random, but hey, why not? Um, I personally don't think I'll be getting it, but cool. Uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut. I've heard a lot of really good things about this game. I have no idea what it is, but um, I'll get it if the reviews are quite good. Um, oh, and IGN listed here that they gave it a 10 out of 10, so I will be getting that. I believe there's a physical version from a Limited Run in case anyone's interested in that, because that's that's my jam. Um, I know at least Josh is interested in this. There uh, is going to be more content for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um, I, what I did see, I didn't see too much of it. I was kind of busy doing other things, but I, I thought... The things that they were including were pretty interesting. Um, I think I'll end there. Um, so I guess we'll start with Josh. Josh, any thoughts on uh, the games that I just mentioned? Um, I don't have a whole lot to add at this point. However, with, with Howard Warriors, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed that game. There's some things I like about the first one a little more, but um, with this one, um, the first DLC was okay. I honestly didn't finish the whole thing. It was mostly just mm-hmm. a bunch of challenges. I need to go back to that eventually. Um, hopefully this one, it looks like, has a little more story to it. So I'm happy for mm-hmm. that. Um, the characters weren't super exciting to me. They just kind of felt expected. Mm. Um, now the third one, they said there was another third mystery one. Kind of curious what that is. I do feel like where they're limiting themselves to just Breath of the Wild, which I love that game, don't get me wrong. But where they're limiting themselves just to that, there's not quite the same level of excitement for characters for, for me. Yeah, as there was in the first one, where like we got Marin, right? And the first Tower Warriors and Tingle, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Where this one, <laughs> that's not really happening. We're just, I kind of feel like we're out of like the really interesting ones. <laughs> right, so, they're it's like bottom of the barrel <laughs> at this point. Yeah, not like really. We're but, start yeah. getting random NPCs. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I, I'm I'm I've got the season pass, so I'm obviously gonna get it. <laughs> um, I'll I'll go back to it once it comes out. I know I will. Okay, uh, Ryan, what about you? The things that I mentioned are, uh, let's see, uh, Dying Light Two. Hopefully, you don't have anything to say about that. Uh, Mario Golf, Delta Rune, Chocobo GP, Disco Elysium, and Hyrule Warriors DLC. Um, Dying Light Two, cool. I mean, I'm more excited about the first one. To I've heard. Oh it. my it's god! A great <laughs> zombie game. What I hear, it's like some one of the better zombie games that they've made, and and like for video games. So, I mean, I wouldn't say like 
like don't don't ignore it just because like it's just another like bro game or something like that but it, it's a legitimate like cool experience though on switch you could probably play it better elsewhere um you know and then disco elysium i've heard that that's a really great game and a lot of people were saying like it needs to come to switch and it's going to come yeah. to switch and it finally is so yeah uh, I've there's heard rumors for about a while that. not really yeah. something that's my cup of tea but still cool um hyrule warriors absolutely like in for it like especially with more story i want to get more about it I, I want to I want to get into that more. I'm kind of curious what the last thing is, like Josh said, and like just uh, to see if they do a lead in to tie things together because it seems like it's its own timeline in a way. Um, but it'd be kind of cool to see if they tie that into the sequel um, and, and and what have you somehow some way. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of cool. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with that. Um, not I don't have much to say about the Chocobo other than it was cute. Uh, it just looked like Mario Party uh, reskinned, but or Mario Kart, you mean? Yeah, sorry, yeah, Mar- Mario Kart, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah, nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, it's like I'm not jumping out of my seat for it. But who knows? Uh, the the Sonic racing games were surprisingly really good, so um, there's potential for them to do something interesting with it. Um, any other thoughts, Ryan? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, the last batch of announcements that I'll just lump together is uh, Disney Magical World Magical World 2 for the 3DS is getting remastered in a way uh, with an enhanced edition. Uh, there's also Shadow Run Trilogy, uh, Rune Factory 5. Oh, I thought that came out already. What do I know? <laughs> and then there's going to be some extra arcade archives. Uh, with Pac-Man and Xevious, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't really have anything to say about those. It's just that uh, with the Switch, and I've said this a million times, it's important that there's a game for everyone, and this Direct was great because it, it... yeah, there's something for everyone. Uh, Disney Magical World 2 isn't for me, obviously, but there's probably a little girl or boy that is really excited for something like that and is going to um, just really enjoy their experience with that game um, while I'm excited playing other things. So I'm just happy that the Switch is successful and that um, players of all kinds can be satisfied in their own unique way. Um, and it's it's interesting because like the switch has games that are a lot more niche than i expected like i don't know many of these titles but there's a bunch of people who do and they're probably thrilled that they can take it with them anywhere um so those are my thoughts i guess um any other final thoughts and actually what are your thoughts on the direct in general what what would you grade it um i'll think about that in the meantime what would you give it from like a a to f for okay, me, uh, um, sorry, Brian. We'll start with uh, Josh. Uh, for for me, I, I will say, uh, well, were we adding anything else to this discussion first? There's one other thing I didn't hear get brought up. Oh, could open um, a can of worms. Okay. Uh, well, why don't you bring that up because that's um all that their list has for us, unless I okay. skip something. No, no, no. Right. I think the only other thing because it's not really a game, and I want to gloss over this real quick. Um, but is the Mario movie announcement? Oh, yeah. yes. I'm sorry. I circled that and I forgot that I did that. There's actually two things. So Metroid Dread, they showed a lot of Metroid Dread. I'm, I'm sure we're all excited, but I'm also sure we'll have more episodes on that. In the future. I tried to close my eyes on that part. I don't want to see more. <laughs> um, I, I want yes, to. Yeah, I, I they did show anything. more stuff. <laughs> um, 
I did want to say in those lists of games that you had read off really, really quickly, that was another uh, 3DS port that included Mii's, uh, that, that Disney game. Mm. So, uh, you know, more continued Mii support uh, for Switch. So sure. Just side note. Mm-hmm. Yep, good point. Um, I, From what I understand, I feel like the first Disney Magical World, if that's what it's called, I feel like the first one got good reviews and then the second one didn't. So hopefully they learn from that and just include all the things that people were upset about. I could be remembering that wrong, but, I, you know, I obviously haven't played it, so I don't know. But, um, yeah, so those games were announced. Uh, Metroid Dread, there was a trailer I didn't watch because from what I understand, they've revealed a little too much so far. So... I want to be surprised. Um, I'm sure we're all excited for it, and it's hopefully going to be our game of the year. Looks like they're doing a great job with it so far. But um, if you guys are okay with it, can we jump into the movie uh, casting? Yeah. Okay. Fire away. Um, Josh, uh, well, okay, yeah, I'll just mention who's playing who. So um, for anyone who hasn't been following along, and I'm sure many of you have, uh, Chris Pratt will be playing Mario in the upcoming Super Mario movie, followed by uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who will play Peach. Charlie Day will play Luigi. Jack Black will be Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key will be Toad. Seth Rogen will be Donkey Kong. And Charles Martinet, who has been playing Mario forever, will be uh, having cameo appearances in the movie so that's really interesting um ryan what are your thoughts on this casting um i knew some of the names some of them i didn't so mm-hmm. um comedians uh were were a big thing here uh true good point uh, a lot of comical a lot of characters like really really like emotionally like expressive characters um i like that they had that that going for them um just a lot of people known uh for their work um and, and things that make you laugh and so that that makes me lean like kind of fits on the on brand with the minions stuff and and everything like that um it's some big names big huge names i noticed they they didn't say anything about japanese voice actors but i'm kind of curious to see if there's any big names in their lineup uh for who they have for the the japanese edition but uh no probably no one i would know but they're just kind of curious about that one um but I'm I'm happy that they've got a good mix of characters. I want to hear them as voice actors um, and see yeah. what they bring to the table and how they sound, because it sounds like they're going to have to bring some unique voices to this table. Um, and it's not going to just sound just like them. I know there's a bunch of memes going on right now where people are showing, like, this is what Mario is going to sound like, and this is what Bowser is going to sound like, <laughs> or this is what DK is going to sound like, or they they take you know someone's laugh and post it over someone else's like movie scenes or something, or you know, there's just they're just trying to speculate, but um, it'd be really cool to hear the the voice acting talent here um, alongside the goofiness of of how they can be, um, and it's really cool to hear that some of these people got got to like be a part of their childhood and like get, be a part of this big milestone, you know. Uh, you know, the uh, Smash Brothers uh, cinematic universe aside, um, it's really nice to see Mario coming and having some big names to draw people in. And it's going to be huge with just the names alone, um, you know, getting people to watch this movie and, uh, you know, it, something to look forward to in the holidays. I think we got an f- official date, I want to say, like the 22nd of November. Uh, December 21st, December. right before December Christmas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be huge, probably. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, 
Yeah, no, you bring up some really great points. Uh, Jack uh, Black's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it really does kind of like what you um, are alluding to. It kind of sets, uh, allows us to understand the tone of the movie because when this thing was announced, a lot of us are like, how are they going to do this? Because, you know, Mario's not known for its story. Uh, Mario games aren't known for their story. And Mario's not the most expressive character in terms of, like, the things that he says. And who could be Mario when we are just so used to Charles Martinet and he's not even going to be playing Mario? So um, when the movie was announced, I thought it was a great idea to for Nintendo to branch out with Super Mario, but I was a little worried because, it, you know, the the studio that's doing it is a little iffy with the projects that they put out. I don't think Minions and Despicable Me and uh, what's the other one? Secret Life of Pets. Those Sing. aren't, you know, classic. Oh, saying, yeah. Um, they're not like classic animated movies. It's not like Shrek or Pixar movies or, you know, uh, Disney animated movies or anything like that. But at the same time, I will say I'm a little comforted in from this casting. Uh, I was kind of joking around in our group chat, but I I think this movie has a lot of potential. I think that they know what they're doing with these characters. And like Ryan said, like they, they these are some really um talented comedic actors um you know i don't love all of them exactly the same but i i do understand where they're coming from and why jack black could be bowser like i think all of us could totally visualize that and have an idea of what they're going for with that and seth rogan you know i'm not a huge seth rogan fan but him playing donkey kong i think that's really appropriate and um uh the anya taylor joy lady um i know she hosted snl and she did she, I, I thought she did a pretty good job with that so I, I think that yeah like i said there's a lot of potential charlie day's luigi that's really appropriate and and uh, that is. what's that i don't know who that is i think he's like the always sunny in philadelphia guy who's just always like oh, 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 oh just nope. i don't know frantic okay <laughs> <Curious> <laughs> i mean i never saw the show but yeah but um chris pratt playing mario i'm a little hung up about that i think it's fine because he did an okay job in like the lego movie um as just like you know a typical hero or whatever but i don't know how i feel about him playing as super mario but uh i am really looking forward to the trailer i have nothing against chris pratt i just feel like it's a role that is a little above him um but we'll see i don't know i like to me when i think of chris pratt i feel like with every movie he just gets paid to be like whoa hold on like he just goes on all these weird <laughs> adventures where something kooky's happening um and i guess that's fine for a super mario movie but he just <laughs> he's just the same character in every movie i don't know um, i like it yeah i like it just because it's an opportunity for him to expand his ability as a voice actor right um and as a professional like i'm really excited for him and i'm kind of curious to see what he brings to the table and what voice he's able to produce that matches mario um right. but from anything that we do know of him he doesn't fit the bill you know yeah but perhaps he has some voice acting stuff he's actually gonna have to voice act here and and prove himself and that's what i'm looking forward to seeing yeah uh, I'm two last things that I'll say is uh, I'm a little frustrated because over the past few decades we've moved away from actual voice actors, people who have a career of 
lending their voice to an animated character that was an actual mm -hmm. career and we've moved now to celebrities and mm -hmm. actors who lend their voices to characters and it's a very different discipline and approach in how you uh what you provide so um i you know i i like chris pratt i think he's a cool guy but like he's not the best actor so i'm a little concerned about him lending his voice to this at the same time um I hope that all these character, uh, all these actors uh, understand the um, the the franchise that they're now uh, a role taking part of. This is a huge, huge franchise, and Nintendo's really betting on this being a huge hit and allowing them to really branch out. So there's a lot on the line, and I hope that the characters understand that and put a lot of work into it and that some great magic can come out of it. Um, so I'll shut up. And uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on the Mario movie casting? Okay, so my thought with it, like I was sitting there with my friend Zach watching the direct, and we both couldn't help but kind of crack up when we saw the casting. Yeah, it just seemed funny, almost like a meme. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we both were happy about it, to be honest. Like, I'm I'm with you on, you know, I, I, with I don't like all these movies not using actual voice actors, people who went and specifically, you know, are there to do voices. Um, however, I feel like for a Mario movie, this might be fine. <laughs> yeah. Just for one. I, with Mario, it can, I feel like it can kind of get away with being a movie that can reach. I don't want to make it sound too negative, but the lowest common denominator, and it's not that big of a deal, like, which is kind of Illumination's portfolio, I guess. Yeah. But like, like everybody knows who Mario is. Uh, and I think putting those stars on there that people like, I think can reach kind of that crowd that wouldn't necessarily go to a Metroid movie or something. You know, it's it's a it's a fun family movie and everybody likes this actor. Everybody knows him. He was in this. So I, I think that's probably a pretty safe business way to go about it. Yeah. Um I I really like Chris Pratt. He's just one of my favorite actors. I um for some reason people Twitter's a weird place. <laughs> for some reason people seem to hate him there for some I, I don't know he probably did something nice and they canceled him i don't know <laughs> but anyway um i i think he'll do fine i've heard him do some voices before i, I don't he's probably not going to try to be charles martinet i don't he might take it a different direction and that might be fine um yeah. there was somebody he's else got a lot of pressure on his shoulders yeah he does he has a lot and i'm glad they're putting charles martinet in there in some way i think that's i think I'm glad they they're doing that at all. Um, is it is it sad that I, I want to see a, a cameo by Wario and Waluigi? Uh, <laughs> and have it, hey, yeah. be the voice. They'll probably do it because no... Charles Martinet Foreman's... does those voices. So, Foreman Spike is in this, and I don't see Yoshi yet. Mm. What the heck? <laughs> um, sequel. It's it's I'm... like Tails in Sonic. Like you're gonna get That's Yoshi awesome. in the sequel. Right. I'm glad <laughs> like Mario Galaxy. Here, and I'm glad Crank Cranky's here. Um, I'm not, I don't know if, does anybody really like Seth Rogen? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I really. like that they have Cranky listed here, which means they're probably going to show the origin flashback and show actually Cranky Kong as Donkey Kong back then. Oh, which yeah. is going to be cool. It's like yeah, a reminiscent, point. back in my day, they, you know. 
It'd be cool. They might re- they might replace Pauline with Peach, which in my nerd head canon that bothers me a little bit, but whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd anyway, be interesting. they could yeah. skip the girl altogether, uh, and just uh, like do like a flashback, but just show like the struggle and not necessarily what was going on there with the girl like they may show pauline who knows but in this day and age i doubt they're gonna show her get kidnapped like twice and be kind of useless like like peach can kind of be in the past (laughs) i don't mean that rude i just meant i think they're gonna give her an empowered role i think so too as as a princess and everything so yeah um but I, I like you said with uh, with Cranky, I think Fred Armisen playing Cranky is perfect. Like he's such a he weird do? guy. Oh, he's he was on SNL for ages, and he just does these weird, quirky characters and all these bizarre shows. Like uh, what's it called, Portlandia? Just these like hipster shows. <laughs> but he's so talented, and he's such a great. Um, he does all these great impersonations, so uh, he he can definitely do a lot with that role. So that I'm most excited about. And uh, similarly, I think Keegan Michael Key as Toad is as Keegan Michael Key as Toad is hilarious. I think that's that was hilarious. A, when yeah. I, was, I was like, this is just, <laughs> this is too much. This is right. <laughs> I don't even know but, who that is either. But I'm, I'll so, be oh, excited really? to hear. Yeah, he's he's a very expressive uh, comedic actor. He was on Matt TV for a while and Keen Peel. Um, I didn't really see Keen Peel, but um, I saw clips every once in a while. But um, yeah, he's he's very talented in his own way. And uh, oh, he was in Toy Story Four too. I forgot about that. I don't see that um, either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, yeah, with like when they announced this in the direct, I was very surprised because I just never really thought like, oh, they're gonna mm-hmm. show th- details about this movie in this Nintendo direct. But it makes sense, and I'm glad that they did. But the more that they revealed about the casting, the more I was just like, okay, all right, I kind of get where they're going with this. So um, it's nice to get an idea of that, um, and it'll be really interesting to see like where the story takes place and. Just how I don't know. I I still want to understand what this movie is, but um, it's also like something that that's also in my mind is like the Sonic movie controversy and how we saw <laughs> how Sonic looked at first and how terrifying that was and how they had to take it back to the drawing board and redo that. I'm definitely not expecting that to happen with this movie, but I think they understand after that happened how much pressure there can be from all these fans because this is such a beloved franchise not just from like for video game fans but people all over the world who are even just like casual gamers or just even like you know some uh spin-off products that nintendo offers you know everyone knows mario he's one of the most recognized characters even more than mickey mouse so um yeah uh, so yeah, that was a very fun and kooky announcement. Um, I think the last thing that I want to get at, that I want to ask you guys is what you thought of the Nintendo Direct overall. Um, so Ryan, I'll start with you. What did you think of the Direct overall, and what would you rate it? Um, hmm. <sighs> you know, I, I like some things in it. It didn't like super wow me um i got excited at a few points so um i I just feel like it's a solid b for me okay that's fair yeah i feel the same way like i feel like as a direct it was an a plus but as far as it appealing to me it was about a b 
And that's fine because not everything in a direct is going to be for me. It's supposed to be for everyone. So there were a couple things that I was kind of excited about. I mean, Metroid Dread is coming in a few weeks. I can't complain. Oh, yes, two weeks. You know, yeah, and like they didn't even mention Advance Wars or all, a lot of the other games that they mentioned at E3. So um, the few announcements that were for me that were exciting, you know, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, details of the Mario, uh, the Super Mario movie, an announcement of an announcement for the final Smash Fighter, Splatoon 3, Bayonetta 3, the N64 games. I really can't complain. Like, yeah, I would love for them to announce Banjo-Kazooie 3. Yeah, I would love for them to announce Super Mario Odyssey 2. But we have to be a little realistic. And, um, yeah, I think it was a B. Uh, as far as things appealed, uh, as far as the things that appealed to me, but uh, I thought it was an excellent, excellent direct uh, overall. Um, those are my thoughts. Uh, Josh, what about you? Sorry about that. Um, I would say, um, kind of grading it before, I guess I'd say like an eight out of ten with the with the letter grade. I guess I would give it a B, maybe a B plus, mm -hmm. if that's a thing. Um, it's a thing. <laughs> Pretty I sure guess I got there, wasn't any, there wasn't anything massive, but there was a lot of good stuff in there, and it kept my interest. I feel like there's been directs in the past that took, not not to point out any fans of this, but um, there was, I remember a direct that had like 12 minutes of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Right. And it just kept going and going and going, and they didn't really do that. I don't feel like they've been as bad at that lately. Yeah, and it, it was just more of a it was a good flow and it's 40 minutes long yeah um and there was a lot of things that i liked um yeah so and, and i think it there was a good mix to be fair not just the being about me i think there was a decent mix so i don't yeah. have much to complain about on this one cool i'm glad that we're all on a pretty similar page i think a lot of people were um although some people in our group chat really hated it which i don't fully understand but um yeah i mean there's a lot of variety and that's what i like for my directs i like seeing a little bit about the movie i like seeing a little bit of uh dlc announcements and a separate uh direct that they'll be uh putting out in the future and uh, details about the Switch Online service and upcoming games and games that already came out that have DLC for the now. Um, I just I like this variety and it's such a great sign that every few minutes we're getting a completely new announcement, which means that the Switch and Nintendo brand is really healthy. And it's, it's just such a great time to be a Nintendo fan. And it's moments like this where we can reflect and be like, you know what, I love what we do. I love that we have this hobby. I love that we chose this system. And um, it's in that Nintendo is doing a pretty good job giving us the things that we're asking for and, and, and hope for. Um, this, the honestly, like, for me, Banjo-Kazooie being on the N64 Switch Online service, that to me was kind of like Banjo-Kazooie being announced for Smash Ultimate. It, it just like, I, I was on cloud nine for the rest of the direct and everything else that came after that was just extra. So um, hopefully everyone that is listening got something out of the direct and I hope you all enjoyed it. I thought it was great and hopefully we'll have many more directs in the near future that also uh, provide us with a lot of joy. So um, that's all really that I have to say, and hopefully that you guys also have to say. I did want to bring up Jacob's voicemail, if that's okay. Uh, Ryan, would you be able to pull up Jacob's voicemail? Yeah, sure thing. Thanks. 
just a, yeah, a quick little intro. Jacob couldn't be with us today, unfortunately, so he did want to share his thoughts on the direct. So we'll just end with uh, Jacob's thoughts on our direct. Hey guys, sorry I can't make it on for this one, but um, overall I really liked the direct yesterday. Um, yeah, I gave it a seven out of ten. Um, it had a handful of things that just appealed to me, and that's how these things go. You know, I've had directs that you guys have loved. People are raving. I'm like, it did nothing for me, you know. And this one had spots that fed my, that filled my cup, and I'm really, really glad. Um, I mean, I actually wanted Delta Rune too. I believed that that would happen and drop that night. So excited about that. Um, I'm thinking. You know, I'm really excited about the new Kirby game, uh, 3D platformer, open world, something I've wanted out of Kirby for a very long time. Happy about that. Um, and then, you know, just those, the elephant in the room, um, N64 online with Banjo because it'll be coming. It's just, uh, it's really made my week. I yelled and then got in trouble by my fiance when it happened because our children are asleep. Uh, so, um, it's a dream come true. I hope to see more and more rare games come and just, uh, you know, fill my nostalgia childhood up. And um, I will be getting that controller. I'll probably be getting two of them. Lindsay wants one as well, too. So, oh, and she was excited about that Disney game. She wants it for Christmas. So, um, yeah, that's what I thought about it. You guys have a good episode, and can't wait to listen. Bye. Cool. Well, thank you, Jacob. I think we did have a great episode, and I hope that everyone listening enjoyed it as well. Um, so thank you guys again, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye, everyone. Later, Chris. not gonna have this i mean I, I don't know about you guys but i'm not gonna have this you know turn into like an extra long one it's just gonna be you know we'll talk about what we want to talk about and then we'll end it when we're good and um i'm not expecting it to be too short but not too long either so